Well, hello and welcome to Beat the Reset. My name is Tim and I am the guy in the hat. And today I'm very honoured to have with me my very good friend and associate in the industry, Mr. Sam Laurie from Adams Bullion. How are you, Sam? Fantastic, Tim. Thanks for having me today. It's great to see you as always. Um, so yeah, like, likewise, Sam. You're looking good too. How was your Christmas break? <laughs> Thanks. It's uh, it was it was a great break. Went off to see some family up in Darwin. That's where I'm from, um, Darwin in Australia. So yeah, had a great time. Saw, caught up with all my family. Caught up with a few friends as well. What about yourself, Tim? How was your Christmas break? Oh, uh, look, mate. Always busy on the channel, as you know. Uh, there's always uh, some medals to sell and some uh, in- investment advice to give, as you know. Mm-hmm. Now, um, now, Sam, you're a obviously an expert in metals, precious metals, and that's why predominantly we love you. And um, but you've had an interesting life. Um, just tell us a little bit about your childhood because that was the one thing that fascinated me and might interest the audience because you've lived in a different part of the world. Um, you know, So tell us a little bit about, about that. Yeah, absolutely. So as, as I said, I'm from Darwin, born and raised in Darwin, but when I was nine, I moved over to the Middle East. Um, so I lived in Saudi Arabia for about a year or so and lived in Oman for two and a half and then lived in Abu Dhabi for seven years. So about 10 years all up in the Middle East. And then came back to Australia, came down here to Melbourne for university, um, and then, you know, the, the rest is history from there. Joined the financial services, uh, initially at an algorithmic trading firm, um, building algorithms that trade the, the markets for you. Um, and then from there, I went to work at a couple different CFD brokers. So CFDs, Contracts for Difference, it's derivatives, leverage trading, um, essentially gambling on the markets is another way to think about it. Um, I've also worked at an equities analysis firm, you know, analysing different Australian stocks and, you know, telling investors which ones are a good buy. Um, and then after that, it's the bullion industry. So I worked at another bullion dealer previously to starting this one up with my business partner, John Adams. Um, and again, the, the rest is history from there. So we've been in business for just over six months now. Um, we've had a cracking six months, great start to it. And I, the way I see things going, I think it'll, it'll only pick up from here. Yes, and the legendary, you mentioned the legendary John Adams, and uh, he, he is quite a character, uh, certainly <laughs> certainly uh, a man of um, activity. He does a lot of work. This guy, I think John probably puts 40 hours into every day. Um, and um, so, you know, all these different markets that you've traded, um, you know, would, would precious metals be your favourite by, f- by far, or is there, is there other markets that you, you, you're sort of into? What, what, what can you tell us? Well, I would say that precious metals are a deep passion of mine and, and my favourite asset class out of all. Um, there are other markets that I do really enjoy trading as well. So I would say that I'm predominantly a commodities trader. So gold, silver, platinum, every now and again, palladium, um, oil every now and again as well. Natural gas is crazy to trade. Um, so there's a few different markets there. I also do like trading the stock market every now and again, um, just indices really, sometimes occasionally individual stocks, but mainly just the indices. Um, I dabble in Forex every now and again as well when I see an opportunity screaming at me. Um, and then cryptos. I've been trading crypto since 2017. That's great fun to trade as well. So I'd say my deepest passion is metals, um, but I do enjoy trading other markets as well. Absolutely. So um, with foreign exchange trading and options trading, I mean, is this something that people can just do, you know, like it's, say, say, for example, there's some mums and dads that are listening to this, uh, because a lot of people ask about this. Is, is, is that is it easy to do? Is it easy to be a foreign exchange trader or an options trader or CFDs is this a simple thing to do? What 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 are, what are the real pitfalls you think with this stuff? Uh, y- yes and no. So what I would say is that trading in itself, the activity of trading, uh, it re- requires 
learning, education to get good, just like anything else. You know, if you if you stepped into the hospital and wanted to be a doctor on day one without ever ever having gone to medical school, you know, things things might end badly for you. Um, so that's that's kind of the way I view trading as well. Is that there's there's obviously an element of education, preparation involved. There's always an element of risk. Things can go well or poorly. Um, no matter how much preparation you've done. So I wouldn't necessarily call it easy, um, but there is opportunity out there. So to those who are aspiring to, to trade the markets one day, I would say it's a great thing to do. Um, it's an amazing, amazing activity once you get it right, um, but there's a lot of work to put in first when it comes to learning. So, you know, they say that education is the best investment you can make, you know, self-education, ed- educating yourself, and I fully agree with that. Um, so to all those out there, I'm not, I really don't want to put you off trading here by saying it's difficult, um, but if you'd like to be successful at it, you really do have to put the time in to prepare first before you jump into the markets. Mm-hmm. So researching the markets, um, and, uh, you know, that's the thing about commodities. It's one of those easy-to-do things. I don't know if, what, you, what you believe about this, but commodities, even if you fail at it, you, you could become 10% wealthier year on year. Yes. Um, so so c- can I ask, now this is uh, to do with investment levels. So, you know, how much would you sort of recommend, you know, if you were advising somebody, they should have their wealth, you know, in commodities, in physical gold and silver predominantly, you know, what, what, you know, of a percentage of wealth, how much would you recommend a park in there? Yeah. So uh, now what a great question. Now, I guess I'll start at what academia says, um, as I have come out of academia, but then I'll, then I'll move on to my own views on this. So when it comes to what the, uh, the academic world says is a good allocation of gold, Back when I was at uni, they told me that 15% of your portfolio is the, air quotes here, portfolio efficient allocation. Um, at that point, you're reducing the overall risk of your portfolio um, through diversification and you're also increasing returns. Now, if you ask me what my personal view is on that amount, given the current state of the world, I think that should be a lot higher. Um, I mean, the way I think about it, we can talk about the markets generally, but with stocks as high as they are at the moment, with real estate trading at very elevated levels um, and interest rates slowly marching upwards, there's a lot of potential for downside there, which in my mind means that potentially weighting higher on things like precious metals at the moment could be a good way to go. So that number could, I think it is higher than 15%. I mean, I could put it even as high as over 50%, depending on other things that you're holding. Um, but I, I, another way to look at it as well is traditional portfolio allocation theory says that you should have a large quantity of your, your money in bonds. Now, I completely disagree with that. I look at the current bond market and I go, well, if government bonds will pay you lower than inflation, why would you own government bonds at all? You know, that's a guaranteed loss in mm-hmm. my mind. Last year, the gold price in Aussie dollars went up 13.5%. Whereas bonds will pay you, you know, four and a half, five, mm-hmm. and they tell you that inflation is around four and a half, five. I, I, I personally think it's more like ten. So, yeah, I would not be putting money into bonds, which then opens up the question of, well, if you're not putting money into bonds, where are you putting it? Mm. And the only thing in my mind that approximates bonds in terms of risk is precious metals. They're both considered to be safe haven assets, bonds and metals, and I don't like bonds. So, more, more for metals. <laughs> 
is what I'm saying there. Yeah, interesting. Um, you mentioned also uh, that you trade cryptos. Mm-hmm. And, um, you, you know, what's your experience with cryptos in terms of, you know, volatility? Uh, you know, what's your, been your experience generally? Yeah, so cryptos are great fun. The volatility is what makes it fun. Um, I would say that be careful with cryptos. I would not be allocating your whole portfolio towards cryptos. Um, I, I, I would treat them like a trade as well. So when we look at metals, I, I look at it as a long-term investment, you know, dollar cost averaging, long-term holds. Um, whereas with crypto, I see it more as an in and then an out. So, mm. you know, for me, I've been trading crypto since 2017. I've done quite well from it. Um, you know, I, I, I sold the 2017 peak i bought again in 2019 i sold again in 2021 i've bought again relatively recently um and i will sell you know within uh, within two years essentially there maybe even a bit earlier than that um whereas with my medals i've 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 held them and i'll continue to hold them for the long term so they're they're different in that regard and and with cryptos i i I really want to stress here that cryptos and medals are two different ends of the risk curve you know, metals are your safe haven asset. They underpin the entire global financial system. They've been money for thousands and thousands of years. Um, they'll hold their value for thousands and thousands of years to come. Whereas with cryptos, they're a speculative asset. You know, they've done really, really well um, over the last 10 years or so, but they also have large potentials for drawdowns. You know, a, a story for, for people here is that, I mean, I've got a friend of mine who in the 2017 bull market on crypto, um, at the peak, he had over $700,000 worth of altcoins, and he held those all the way through to the 2019 bottom, where he had $7,000 left. Oh. Um, so that's what's possible on the downside for cryptos. So not to say that'll, that'll happen again now, but that's the reason why you treat it as a trade rather than a long-term buy and hold. You don't want to yeah. be holding through a period like that. Yeah, I totally, absolutely. And... Um, now, just back on metals for a second, um, because you do a lot of online trading, I think you, you know, uh, with CFDs and so on, what's your view on unallocated metals versus allocated metals? Have you got a view on that? Yeah, so I'm not a big fan of unallocated metals in general. Look, they have their place in the financial system and in the investment landscape, but I, I don't hold any unallocated metals myself. Adam's Bullion, the company that I I run with my business partner. We don't offer unallocated metals for that reason. Neither of us believe in it as a concept. Um, you know, for us, when we look at precious metals, we we see the main appeal of precious metals being the removal of counterparty risk. When you hold a gold or a silver bar in your hand at home, you don't have to trust anybody that that silver or gold's there. Um, but when you buy unallocated metals with a, any bullion company, you then trust that company that they're good for the metal or the, or the money or however you want to look at it so for those reasons when we're not a fan of unallocated we don't offer unallocated um, but i do understand what draws people to it you know the the lack of a premium etc but it's just it's not something that i believe and i guess i probably should have started all of that with um what exactly are unallocated metals so i wonder if, if you could just give a sort of a just a one paragraph overview of what what are unallocated metals how would you best describe them for people that are listening yeah so unallocated i would describe as the uh the it's a description of the ownership of the metal. So when you own, we'll start off with allocated. So when you own allocated metal, you own a physical bar or coin that is essentially set aside for you with your name on it. So it's a real product that is yours and set aside in an allocated manner. Unallocated means that you have a claim on some 
ounce or kilo of metal somewhere that isn't necessarily in a physical form and isn't necessarily set aside in your name. So that that to me leaves me quite uncomfortable as an investor. I mean, you know, we all know that the physical precious metal market doesn't match up to the uh, derivative precious metal market, hmm. um, which obviously leads the question of, I consider it a game like musical chairs. You know, not everyone gets a chair, so who doesn't get a chair? And in my mind, unallocated gives you a much higher percentage of not having a chair. Yeah, that's a great example. The musical chairs. I might, I might steal that actually. Um, and uh, so, just to give our audience uh, an idea of, you know, where is the precious metals market at the moment? And we're hearing predictions that things are going to, you know, there's going to be a fifty percent increase in the rise of the asset in twenty four because of global events. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, how do you sit on some of these views? Where, where, where do you come in there? Do, do you see that, or do you sense that? What, what's your view? Yeah, well, I, I definitely sense that to be possible or even probable in my mind i mean the, the way that i look at it is first of all when when looking at the global markets i start off at the central banks they're the biggest players in the game they print the money they set the interest rates you know that's where to start looking and in particular the federal reserve being the u.s's central bank the world's largest market financial market um so the world's largest central bank now if you look at what the Fed have been doing over the last few years, they've been raising interest rates at the fastest rate in history, which for mortgage owners, you know all about. You've been feeling the pain for the last few years. Um, so that's that's kind of the backdrop of where we are. Now, during that time, precious metals have been moving sideways. Um, so, you know, lots of people have been saying that with rising interest rates, precious metals should really drop, which they haven't. There's been a lot of demand keeping up. Um and then what I'm saying here, I guess, is that now the Federal Reserve in December, Jerome Powell came out and said that, oh, well, what we might do is cut interest rates next year a few times. Um, and as a metals guy, to me, that's very, very bullish. I mean, you know, if raising interest rates is, is what kept a, a lid on precious metals for the last few years, keeping them trading sideways, then lowering interest rates should be very, very good for the precious metals. Um, now, what time this year they start to lower rates, we can all guess at. Um, you know, people have been saying that they might initially cut rates in March or April or June or, you know, have, have a stab in the dark. Um, but they, they are, the market is pricing in three rate cuts this year and the Fed cutting rates back to 4%. So that's, that's the general lay of the land when it comes to central banks and interest rate policy moving forward. Um, and something to consider as well is that they're cutting rates into a high inflation environment. So I guess bringing it to the Australian market for a second, because you know most of, the, I guess, the people that listen to you are here in Australia, myself included. Um, our RBA has been keeping rates lower than the Americans have. Um, and we, even so, I mean, I've been seeing recently calls from you know the Queensland State Premier. You know, he's been quite vocal that he thinks the RBA should drop rates and, you know, he's been writing to commercial banks saying, hey, drop the rates, you know, my constituents would love you to. And, you know, that's all completely understandable. If you, if, you know, if you have a mortgage and rates are climbing, you'd, you'd really like rates to be lower. But I think the big picture here to consider is that when inflation is at four and a half, five percent and the central bank's goal for inflation, their target is two percent, you know, lowering, lowering interest rates in the face of that is quite bad you know that's that's very inflationary and it could lead to a hyperinflation 
which mm. is something I see on the cards. Yeah, it's interesting that uh, raising rates and lowering rates are two sides of the exact same coin. It's so funny that uh, deflationary environments and inflationary environments are literally two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. Um, well, look, I mean, that's uh, that's really all we've got time for in this session today, though, Sam. Um, lovely to see you in here, mate. Uh, thanks for coming in, although I came into you. I travel around my little studio. Um I'd love to have you back on the channel and we've got to get you on for a couple of lives, of course, because the audience loves you and um, people listening to this will have seen Sam already uh, on the live, so I'll put it at some stage. Um, so uh, that's it for me, of course. That's uh, Sam from Adams Bullion, 257 Level 3 in Collins Street in the Emirates Building and um, and your uh, your contact details, Sam, I'll put them in the, um, in the podcast below. People can call you pretty much uh, seven days a week. Absolutely. <laughs> or five days a week, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, not seven days a week. Um, and uh, look, if you if you're into um, if you'd like to get into precious metals and you want to understand about trading and so on and just having general discussions, you will not get a better person in the industry than Sam, very very uh, treasured member of the bullion industry. Uh, that's it for me, the guy in the hat, and uh, we look forward, of course, to talking to you very very soon. Look after your health, of course. Look after your families, and as always, make good choices. 